Hey everybody, Steve here. Just a bit of a disclaimer at the start of the podcast. Due to technical issues, my mic kind of comes in and out throughout the pod. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not so great. Uh, never happened before, will never happen again, hopefully. Uh, so just bear with it and hopefully you still enjoy the show. I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group, at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, at Ryan Peacock NFL, what's going on? Buddy! <laughs> uh, I, I literally have nothing, I have nothing. That hurt. What do I say? What do I say to that? It sounded oh, no. like you were in pain. <laughs> Call nine 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 or nine one one for the people in the states. Look, look, I'll tell you what. It's yeah. What what a week it's been. Uh, so the NFL Combine started, which has been pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But you know, bigger than that, I bought myself some new cleats. So that's not. Hold on, that's not the only thing you told me you bought this week. You have to tell the listeners. Uh, what did you oh, spontaneously yeah, buy? Bought a car as well, yeah. <laughs> How the, who buys a car spontaneously? I used to take the piss, right? Uh, you know when you see the ads in the monks, the football games and Super Bowl and stuff, or you go onto an ad on YouTube, and all you want to mm. watch is like I don't know, you know, highlights or some baby falling over or something, and they try sell you a car, and I'm like, who honestly looks at those <laughs> ads and goes, just uh, yeah, I think I was gonna go on and watch a baby falling over and getting kicked in the face by a cat. However. I think I'd want to buy a top-end Jaguar, please. You know, so how did that happen? Should, Explain to me how the hell that happened. I should just put it out there. I did not buy a top-end Jaguar because I, I just don't have that money. But, no. yeah, what? I don't know. Put it this way. The last time my car went in for an MOT, they said, right, it's scraped through, but your car's going to last all of about six months, and then it's, it's just going to be done. Yeah. Right? But if anybody yeah. out there wants to buy it, you know, it's a great runner. <laughs> for um, six months. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, I've been looking for a car. I didn't really know what I want. Saw an advert on the telly, went and had a look, took it for a test drive, <laughs> signed the papers. Simple as that. Now that's prime why time. It, why mess about? There's no point. If you know you need a car, go and get a car. Yeah. Do you know what? I have a similar story. Look, I think, let me premise this by saying, if, you, not you, if this is your first time listening to the UK Packers podcast, welcome and also, where the hell were you? Where for the last, have you been? I don't know how long. All right. Um, and also, this is what we do. Uh, everyone knows, everyone's used to it at this stage. We kind of, ease into the podcast this is the foreplay for the sex sesh that is the podcast i could have used a better analogy but anyway let me let me yeah. jump right in there so i have a car story but the same kind of happened to me i had a car for like years i bought it when i got my first you know proper real job and i went out like mr big balls and bought like a car it was only about two years old and i basically drove it into the ground but the same thing was happening to my car the only reason like you that i change it is because literally ours was falling off it so we found out that we we're gonna have a baby so i decided i can't be driving around in this roast bucket anymore and i brought it for it's the nct over here in ireland uh, instead of the mot and when i was driving to i got it done and then they tell you what's wrong with it and then you can bring it back and they just look at the stuff that went wrong so i was going to the mm-hmm. second retest and the brake pads fell off my car so I pulled off my drive and the brake pads actually <laughs> fell off. Now, my missus was like eight months pregnant at the time, but I thought, 
screw it. I'm, keep, I'm gonna go. They're not gonna test the brakes. The noise out of these things. There was sparks flying from the damn wheels. Went in, pulled the car out, and said, "There you go, buddy." Passed. And I was like, "I can't believe it. My car has no brakes, no rear brakes. The brake pads have actually fallen off." Yeah, that's interesting. I suppose. Story. I suppose if we don't have any brakes there, then they can't strictly. They can't <laughs> fail. No, dude, I think they can strictly fail me. I, think, I don't think that's well, logic. Yeah, but <laughs> your, your brake pads didn't fail. You didn't have brake pads. Yeah, and if they would have went down the road and found said brake pads, they probably would have passed. So, yeah, I can, I can see what they're talking about. But right now, this is, the, this is the time of the year that really annoys me, and I don't know if it annoys anybody else out there. Um, but don't, you, don't you just spend most of your time sort of annoyed by something? Something's, something's yeah. always got you. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Irish. You're one of those guys. Like, you're not happy unless you're having a moan about something. No. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, my well, my old Twitter handle used to be instead of at NFL, it used to be at ranty bastard with an e, mm. like inglorious bastard. So it wasn't a swear word, yeah. even though it sounds like a swear word now on the podcast. And then Which our is, HR department got involved and said he had to change it. Had to change it. Yeah. Um, I was going around but no um, I had it at that but I never used to get called out I used to tweet in some really good comments and they'd read out the comments but not be able to read out who it's from because it sounded dirty yeah but anyway um, yeah no anyway I rant but no, what really annoys me about this time of year is that mock drafts come out and I just hate mock drafts are they the most unreliable pieces of shite ever just people going on I think the Packers are going to draft or you know a linebacker it's like how do you know how do you know who's going to go before and anyway can you remember who the Packers' first round pick was last year? Oh, is that a test question? Yeah. All right. Uh... Was it one of the big names? Kenny Clark. I mean, no one expected it, and the people were coming out going, <laughs> oh, we expected it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I can't believe that now you've just put me on the spot like that and mugged me off in front of everybody. <laughs> I love... I'm going to look like an absolute fool now because I can't remember who, who was the first round pick last year. I mean, well, I'm a little least... bit ashamed of myself. <laughs> At least he didn't say Eli Manning or <laughs> something like just some like a panic guess. You know what I mean? Right. The thing is, I, I like the fact that you said you know the mock drafts coming out now at this time of year are a waste of time. Hmm. Usually, there's a mock draft, you know, a couple of weeks into a season. Somebody bothers to do one, and they yeah. get earlier and earlier every year. But like you say, who knows what? I mean, really, I wouldn't even bother putting one together until the combine's complete. And then it'll probably all change again once the free agency period starts, because if you address it in free agency, it might not be so much of a need yeah. in the in the draft. So, yeah, yeah. do you know what? It's, it's great fun. It's great fun reading them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I would like to see how, as a percentage how many of the picks are correct. Yeah, very little. It's all speculation. It's like when all the experts come out and try to actually predict who the winner of each game is. And you get these lads, especially in Ireland, like betting is huge over here. And this is why I don't do it myself. I, I bet, I think I said this maybe on the podcast before. I think I bet once it was on a horse race and the, the horse fell over and had to get put down. So just for the sake of horses not dying, I don't bet anymore. And imagine if that's what happens to horses. If I was to bet on NFL games, it would be four deaths per game. There's no way I'm going to put people's lives at risk like that. But, you know, they, all these lads are betting on these experts coming out picking the, who wins the games. That's also impossible. So it's just pure, you know, conjecture. But what we are going to talk about on this podcast, Ryan, is what's been happening at the Combine. The actual tangible stuff that's been happening and some of the exciting prospects that we could potentially go after. Um, and we're not going to say that the Packers are definitely going to pick them at this round, at this spot. We're not going to get into that. But we are going to talk to some people who've been whizzing around the news. Um, but like we do on the new format of the podcast... 
let's get into the news stories. So uh, we read in the news that it's come out, and this is to do with free agency now as well, that Devon House is going to be let go by the Jags. This has hit the news because we're light in the defensive secondary. We need somebody, and people look at Devon House as someone who didn't work out in Jacksonville and that could potentially be brought back to the Packers. Rhino, what's your take on this? Do you think this is just a load of news filler that goes around this time, or do you think this is actually a real prospect for the Packers? Um I'm going to give you a brilliant sit-on-the-fence answer here. Remember last week when we spoke about um, let's easy, easy journalism, easy reporting at this time of the year, okay? So you know that team has a need. You know that guy's released a player or has somebody available. You go, oh, he might go there. Well, you know, we can all work that one out. So, again, this could be easy reporting. He also has tagged in, obviously, the history. He was at Green Bay. Um, you know, Davon House was a decent player with Green Bay. He went to the Jags. You said that he went there on quite big money, uh, like 24, I think it was 24 and a half million. Yeah, over four uh, years. With 10, yeah. with 10 million guaranteed over four years, yeah? Yeah. So he's been there. He's now been cut. Hasn't quite worked out. Um, 2015 wasn't a bad year for him. Had four interceptions that year, but last year really, really didn't do a great deal. Um, so you'd have to question, why would we bring him back? Well, as you said already, incredibly thin at corner. Um, didn't perform very well at corner last year. And it's a player that's been in Green Bay before and therefore be, you'd have to think, more familiar with the way in which we do things, would 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 probably get into it a lot quicker, would settle down a lot quicker. Um, the coaches and so on, a lot of them are going to be the same people at the Green Bay now that they were when he was there. So they know that player. They know what he's about. They know what he gives the team. At the time when he hit free agency, he signed a contract with the Jags. I mean, the Jags had bundles and bundles of cap room. I think they still do. Um, and they had enough money to throw what money they wanted at players. And, and they, they gave him a huge contract. So he was never going to stay at Green Bay when when the Jags were offering him that. But now he comes back potentially, or he's in a very different situation now as a free agent to what he was back then. So the difference is now you kind of get that thing. He could come back to somewhere where he knows and he's familiar with. That's good. He comes back to a team that he could potentially come in and be a starter. He could. That's that's fair, isn't it? Fair enough, yeah. Uh, he comes back into a team where, uh, you know, he could he could basically join a contender and somebody that's going to go playoffs again this year and maybe a contender for a Super Bowl. So there's a lot of positives for Green Bay. And really, the, the numbers this time around are not going to be so high, obviously. And they could give him almost a prove-it deal like they did with Jared Cook. See if he's any good. Keep the guaranteed money low, so therefore the risk isn't there if it doesn't work out. I think there's a good chance he does come back to Green Bay. Um, is he the long-term answer at corner? Probably not. But is he a good piece to have around? I, I would say yes. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I definitely. I'd agree with most of what you're saying. All right. And again, what don't I you don't, agree with? Well, I nearly flipped the table then, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, this is but, yeah, this isn't a discussion. To... This is a, no, oh, it is a discussion. Okay, oh yeah, sorry, it is. I got it. Yeah, I got yeah. it right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, this isn't Twitter or this isn't Trump. Uh, you know, this isn't a <laughs> presidential debate. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think that he's got the experience now. He's used to the system. He's used to the coaches because let's face it, our coaches don't uh, generally change. Dom slippery Dom Capers is still there. Uh, the fact that he went to Jacksonville, no one can begrudge him. Like you said, it was a four-year deal, twenty-four point five million, a ton of money guaranteed in the first two years. So as long as he sort of stuck around for two years, um, 
you know, he after that they could cut, he knew that he was in danger, which is exactly what happened. And I don't fully put it up to him and say that he didn't have a great year. Um, you know, because the people ahead of him, they looked the Jags drafted Jalen Ramsey, number five overall in 2016. Uh, Prince Amukamara, um, which is fun to say, they signed him as well. So he was always going to be number three. Now, the only thing is that he slipped down the depth chart to number four uh, because of a fourth rounder, which looked bad on him from 2014, Aaron Colvin. But in my opinion, if you have a guy that you're going to have to pay him six million quid, uh, you know, as in his third year, why not stick someone else in there, a third stringer, let this guy go, take a chance. You already have Jalen Ramsey and Prince of Mukamara there. So, you know, you can afford to do that, which I, I think that he's just a victim of his circumstances there. He was surplus to requirement. So I do think he could potentially be a, big, a good pickup for the Packers, especially since that, look, he's on the Jags. You know, he's dealing with their offense in the sense that he's going to be on the field a lot more because his offense can't stay on the damn field. So he's going to be in defense um a lot you know trying to stop teams from running all over them he's potentially playing with players who aren't of a high caliber so he's probably gonna have to pick up the slack on defense so he could have an awful lot of experience however you look at the likes of what happened with the Packers with their cornerbacks in the last while I mean you know we're only two years removed from the Packers using their top two draft picks on cornerbacks you know Demarius Randall and Quinton Rollins which had nightmares let's say this year they were 31st in NFL passing yards allowed, which is just shocking, you know. And there were people said they were thrown into because Sam Shields went down. Yes, that's true. But you sort of think, look, you're in the sophomore year, you can step up. So it's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, on the flip side, you're kind of thinking, you know, can Devon House make an impact? Uh, can they go off into the draft and draft a cornerback? Does drafting cornerbacks, even though they, they say this has unbelievable depth, the top 10 cornerbacks in this draft are graded as second round or first round picks minimum. So it goes to show that there is quality there. But then if you look at the likes of Randall and Rollins, does it always work out when you draft high? So like yourself, it's a bit of a sit on the fancy answer, you know, but I don't think the Packers are going to go there with him. I think that they let him Ooh. go for a reason. I think the Jags let him go for a reason, uh, albeit that he was kind of usurped by, by other talent. And when you have names flying around like AJ Boye, Stephon Gilmore, Morris Claiborne, when all of these players going around, you know, for a little bit more money, maybe you can get a way better caliber player. And I yeah. don't think that they'll take the chance on him. I reckon they just won't they just won't bother yeah. going there. It's not their style, I don't think. I think that's the problem though. Those other guys that you mentioned probably are gonna be that bit too much money. And so I think then mm. really if you're not picking up a player like House, then you probably are looking more at the draft. Now, yeah. there's a couple of names been thrown around. I'll be honest with you guys, I don't know these guys apart from what I've read. Uh, you know, after the combine days and stuff. But some of the names you see on the mock drafts are Sidney Jones mm. and uh, Correa Tankersley um, is another one. Like I said, I don't pretend to know a great deal about them, but maybe that's a name that comes up on our first round pick. Yeah. And then, uh, do you know what else I see? And I'd love to know what people think out there in the Twitter sphere is that they're saying that the, the Packers, we do need to go defensively. And I think if they don't go defensively, people are saying, there'll be uproar however people were saying that about dom capers they were saying if he doesn't go you know there's going to be mass scandal and blah 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 he didn't go and it was kind of a bit of a wet fart you know no one said anything they let it go they got used to the fact that capers are going to stick around so how do you feel about this and how do people feel about it who's listening to the podcast pick up the phones pause the podcast let us know do you draft for need or do you draft as the best player in the draft if we see a running back like christian mccaffrey 
Do you just go say, screw it, let's get him? Or do you go definitely defensively, even though you're not getting the best player at any position in the draft? What do you think, Ryan, on that? Uh, I think best player available. I mean, let's face it, when, when let's take it back to Aaron Rodgers falling all the way down the board to us. Um, yeah. Were we probably looking at Aaron Rodgers? No, because I think a lot of people predicted he would go a lot higher. Yeah. Um, obviously, we were aware of him. They'd have done their, their homework on him. Um, but they wouldn't have ever thought, I don't think, that he would have fell that far to the Packers that year. Hmm. So what they were probably looking at would be a quarterback later on in the rounds. Yeah. But at that time, their plan changed because this player became available and it was the best player on the board. Um, so I think you take the best player available uh, every time and then you pick up the pieces and fill it, fill it up with agents maybe after the draft or, or undrafted free agents. I mean, Ted Thompson's good at that. Okay, hmm. so... You know, I, w- I would always take the best player available. Have an obviously have an idea in mind. We know we've got to go a bit on the defensive. We know we need to address the cornerback issue. Um, but yeah, I, I still like the idea of just taking the best player you deem available, uh, the the best deemed player. Mm. Oh, I've got that so wrong. Yeah, I, you're also I quit. having a stroke. I quit. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> Drop the mic. But yeah, I literally and I, had one one beer today, and I forgot how to talk. It's not what are you well, What so. are you drinking today? What's What's the weapon of choice? Uh, see, top house again, is it? Established in Prague, it's Czech's number one selling beer. Oh, Stara Pramen. Stara Pramen, yeah, proud of that. Yeah, yeah lovely, lovely little drop. Lovely little drop. But the second piece of news, if you can call it news, is that you know what comes out from the combine, which is going on at the moment, is is that all of the general managers and head coaches are there. The players' agents are, you know, sort of fannying around, uh, trying to get off the brass. What's going to happen? Are they going to be signed or not signed? And there was a few nice little nuggets uh, that came out of the pressers with Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy. And one of them that we have to get a soundbite of and put on every podcast is, is when you hear Mike McCarthy, what is the one phrase that Mike McCarthy will say? Let's see if you recognize the same as other. What's one phrase that Mike McCarthy will use at least seven times, you know, every single presser? Does that stand out to you, Rhino? And if I say it, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that one. Um, fundamentals. Well, that's one uh, thing. Uh, but another, yeah, another on. one that he always says is, he's one hell of a football player. Like, does he not say that at every single press conference? They'll ask him about, like, <laughs> oh, how do you think he played? Oh, he's one hell of a football player. So he came out again and was talking about TJ Lang, and he was saying that he really wants him back. Now, what we heard and what we said on the last podcast was, is that TJ Lang had said that he hadn't had a whole lot of contact, if all, any contact from the Packers. And Mike McCarthy came out and said he's one hell of a football player. Larry McCarron came out on the Packers podcast and said that he likes TJ Lang because he's the right attitude. You know, his play is unbelievable. That he has a really unique playing style in the sense that, he, you know, he doesn't need to move around a whole lot. He'll sort of track um, the defensive player, being able to put him off, and that he doesn't have to put, you know, as much effort in as you would expect. And he said that, you know, he's got, and he didn't use these words, but he's kind of got spikes to him. You know, he's a bit of an ass when he needs to be. You know, he's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and he said that you need that in a in a player, especially Larry McCarron himself was no lineman. So, and then he tried to tackle Mike Spofford, which was brilliant on the podcast. And we've had Mike and Wes on the podcast. They're great guys, very knowledgeable dudes. We'll have to get try to get Larry on. Um, but, you know, and he also said, another thing that I'll mention on this, Rhino, before you jump in is, he also mentioned the running back situation. So he said that he was excited. Now, he doesn't usually get into speculation. We all know Mike McCarthy is very guarded. But he said that he would love 
the idea of Ty Montgomery and Eddie Lacy in the backfield, that they're two very dynamic, different style runners, and that he likes that. And as well as that, and something that he said that maybe not an awful lot of people picked up on, that these are, you know, three down backs, meaning that they're both perfect for error no huddle offense in the sense that you don't need to sub out Ty if you're going for that third down. You leave him in and you can leave Eddie Lacy in on that occasion because both of them are adept at catching out of the backfield. They can play as wide receivers. Uh, you know, they some of them have that power running style, whereas Ty will have that sort of shifty style. And he said they're, you know, they're three down backs and that really suits the Packers. And he just actually genuinely seems like he wants to bring Eddie Lacy back despite the injuries. Did you expect him to come out so strong on that? And do you think he means what he says here? Or is it just us reading into it too much? Um, I think absolutely. To go on your running back situation, um, I think there's a chance Green Bay could stick with what they have now based on the things he's saying. And that You might now only see us draft a running back if you have somebody fall into your lap, a bit like we were just saying with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah. So if it's your turn to pick and there is somebody you know, out of this world sat there, maybe a Christian McCaffrey, as you mentioned earlier, somebody like that, then maybe you cannot ignore that. Um, but you kind of get the feeling as well that McCarthy is quite happy to go into the season with the three guys he's got on the roster. Now, okay, he hasn't particularly mentioned Christian Michael at the minute, but I'd love to see what that guy could do with a full off season with the Green Bay Packers. So I think you might see him stick with exactly what they have. Um there's probably a lot of people out there going, absolutely not. That you know, it was all rubbish last year. But remember, I still think the problem is not necessarily with the personnel. I think it's the way in which the Green Bay Packers use the run game, and it's that that needs to improve as much as anything else. Yeah, I think it comes down to the O line as well. I mean, Josh Sitt and TJ Lang tandem were unbelievable at breaking open lanes for the running backs, and I think it was no coincidence that James Stark struggled when it came down to the fact that Josh Sitton was shipped out to Chicago and Lane Taylor stepped in. Now, the O-line did a stellar job, um, especially, at, you know, with the pass. But when it came to running, you like, I'd have to look into the tape further. And I'm a, you know, I'm an ignorant Irishman. What do I know? But I would look at it and sort of think, is it to do with that? Is it the fact that they need to, you know, get more adept at, you know, creating those running lanes, that run blocking? And it is weird, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the running back, we could either potentially be absolutely stacked or we could be severely deficient. You know, if Eddie Lacy's signed, we'd have a running back stable, potentially, of Eddie Lacy, Ty Montgomery, Kristen Michael, and don't forget about Aaron Ripkowski. Now, I'm not going to get into the Don Jacksons and all the rest. Um, so I don't know if Kristen Michael fits if they have Eddie Lacy, and I have to think if they bring... Because Eddie Lacy is injury prone. I'm just going to read you out the quote of what Eddie Lacy says and tell me if this sounds promising to you. He says, I messed up my deltoid and widened the bone on my ankle. So I had to get two screws, two wires and a plate to fix it because I messed up my deltoid ligament. That's the longest thing to heal. Ryan, for a big back who has weight issues, and I know that if he was listening, and we all know he does, Eddie, big shout out to you, buddy. How are you doing? Hope the rehab's going great. How are you, Ed? So, you know, he is a bigger back. He has had weight issues. He's naturally just a big guy. You know, I mean, he hasn't even done, you know, proper rehabbing in the sense that he's not, we haven't seen many pictures of him running on a field. He's all doing that sort of aqua work to try to take that weight off the ankle so that it gets better. He is an injury risk. And we could, again, if they let Kristen Michael go, if they don't sign him to a one-year sweetheart deal, we could be left with Lacey Montgomery, uh, maybe a third stringer. Maybe we draft somebody. Maybe we keep one of the running backs that, you know, that we have on. Um, and we could be weak. Now, we do have Aaron Ripkowski in there, and he has become more dynamic. 
Uh, but it's a really odd one, isn't it? I, I think that it's kind of like what we were at wide receiver where we thought we were stacked. Nelson went down and then we found out, you know, we weren't as stacked as we thought we were. Running back seems like it's sewn up. Wide receiver seems like it's sewn up. But it's all dependent on whether they bring back Michael or Lacey. If you're a, if you're a betting man, Rhino, do you think that they bring back the two? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I really. This is. I'm stuck on this one because I think Eddie Lacy has a lot to show us. So he needs to show us that he can stay fit. He needs to show us that he can keep the weight down because that's mm. when he's an effective back. If he can't do that, then it's hard to see why you would keep him around because he's not going to benefit your team. But I can see it now more and more, and especially with some of the comments coming out. Unless it's just to throw off other teams, or I, I really don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised to see all three backs being back next year. Yeah, and what's going to benefit the Packers in a weird way is Eddie Lacy's injury history. Only the Packers are really privy to exactly uh, what his injuries yeah. are. And a, a positive that's meant to come out of this is, is that he's going to be ready for a full off-season workload. So by the time OTA swing around in May, he's supposed to be good to go. But I've, I've read articles and they've been sort of looking at Lacey and Montgomery and saying that these could be finally the running back tandem that we need. I mean, even Eddie Lacey and James Starks in 2013 were pretty dynamite. But people are sort of saying, you know, is this the Hornung and Taylor of the 60s? Is it the Edgar Bennett and Levens of the mid-90s? Are we talking a man green and Davenport in 2003? Like, don't get ahead of yourselves. We need to be able to make sure that our O-line can break up on the running lanes. And we need to be able to actually sign Lacey back and he needs to be able to stay healthy. Um, but how many chances does a guy need? But they've put the current market value, uh, Spot Rack have put it on at 3 million uh, per season, which, you know, for a running back that could have that potential in Green Bay like Eddie Lacey, it's pre- pretty positive. Um, yeah. So he's, he's the potential to be a world beater, essentially. He's mm-hmm. also the potential to be ineffective. So whatever deal they work out there, it needs to be sensible. But I love the fact, and I have to applaud it. Like I literally want to applaud it to get a mention for Najee Davenport on our podcast. I mean, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. So, uh, thank yeah, you. Brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, that, was a, that was that was not a sound effect, people. That was a real <laughs> round of applause. And this is the only time Najee Davenport will appear in the UK Backers podcast. But um, yeah, do you know what? And another thing that comes out of this, and um, we're gonna mix the news round into Clown of the Week. I have something to bring up for Clown of the Week. Now, we didn't discuss this pre-prod because I kind of want to balance it. And I think I think you might agree. I'm not sure. But it's time for Clown of the Week. Clown of the Week. Okay, so anybody who's used to the new format podcast, we have some little bits that we do. We have Clown of the Week. We have Fan of the Week. Uh, we have other sound drops that some people like, some people don't like. All right, that I couldn't drop last week. But anyway, uh, clown, clown of the week for me because you kind of went off on Skip Bayless. Uh, then we had our last clown of the week was this dude who just told us to give him number seven, told me to Google, um, you know, where places in England were. You know, just some guy that really annoyed me. And we leave that for that. I don't want to get annoyed about it now, okay? It was a young gentleman by the name of Wu Chang. The clown of the week for me this week, Ryan, is all the people out there who said that this was going to be the year that Ted Thompson was going to make a splash into free agency. I mean, like what you were saying, your head's gone. Your head's gone. Remember what you were saying that when you were saying about Sack Mike McCarthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got to drop Great that time. in. 
So, but let me okay. let me finish. Let me finish, right? right. Because Ted Thompson. I can't wait was, to jump in on this one. I know, because I'm sure you have glowing things to say about me and my opinion. <laughs> um, so, Ted Thompson's exact words were that it doesn't matter how old we are. When he was talking about someone who who'd asked him, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger. You're not getting any younger. Do you think it's time to just be aggressive and really go for? And in typical TT style, he said, we're going to try to do the exact same thing every year. We're going to try to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Like, okay, Ted, calm down with the, you know, sort of the groundbreaking stuff. He says, look, that's all they're going to do every year. So Ted Thompson is not going to change. We have an absolute raft of people that we need to get back in free agency. Every single, like he even said, Ted Thompson came out and said it himself, even at the start of last offseason, and when it was getting into free agency, you'll find that within the first week, we sign a dumper load of our free agents. Some of the people, unfortunately, we have to let go. They'll be frugal with other people and try not to give them a contract. And that's just the way the Packers roll. They will always try to bring back their own people because they truly believe in draft and develop and they're not going to change, right? It's like that cheating husband. It's like that cheating wife. They're always going to go out and start kissing someone else. All right, so Ted Thompson is not going to change his ways because as far as he's concerned, his way works. We got to the NFC Championship game. We're there or thereabouts every single year. So he's not going to go and make a splash that's going to jeopardize the Packers. So my clown of the week is all of the people who thought that we were actually going to go out and make a massive splash in free agency. It ain't going to happen. Well, I love that you mentioned it because your head's gone. But <laughs> right, Ted Thompson this year, why, right, one, we don't know what he's going to do yet because we, it hasn't started. So as soon as it starts, then let's judge the man. Now, you're right. Are they going to go out and buy the you know the top person at every position? Nope. Mm. Um, but they will go out and they will pick up something because they have to. Time is running out. And at some point, I think time is not only – it sounds very dramatic to say that. Time is not running out. Like It's not It's not a very much like a win this year because this is, this is the time to do it. It's the last chance we got. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is getting on and the people don't play forever. And it'd be a travesty if that guy finishes with one Super Bowl to his name. You know, I thought it was a shame Brett Favre only got one in, in his great years with us. Um, you know, and I, I quite often say, as annoying as this is, you know, somebody like Trent Dilfer has one Super Bowl. So we need to get Rodgers more Super Bowls. There's some some players on the team, you know, that are maybe coming towards the edge. We're seeing some of them starting to be released. Obviously, TJ Lang's going off. Um, Clay Matthews is starting I would say to decline and I, you know, sorry, Clay, I know you're listening, but it's, you know, the play has gone downhill a little bit. We need to start winning now. And I think not only that, but Ted Thompson's time with the Packers probably, or sort of certainly within, in this position that he's in right now is probably getting towards the end. There's certainly a, a, several young guys that, you know, are sniffing around his job and, and they're probably going to be taking that in the next year or so. He's at a point where he, if he's going to make a play, he's got to make a play now. And so I think, you know, I, I absolutely get what he said. And, and to, to, to sort of say, you know, the Packers will go out there, spend big and, and lots of free agent signings, no. Um, but I think they'll make some key additions in free agency this year. And I think um, hopefully we'll be a bit more active because we don't have the time to wait for the rookies to have another sort of few years to get to get accustomed to what they're doing. We, we need something that can come in and make an instant impact. And do you know what? I've got a couple of players in mind. Um, I would love us to go and get, uh, and whether they happen or not, I don't know. So I don't know if you want me to talk about that. Yeah, no, we will. But let me, let me finish this and we'll get on to that because I'm really interested to see who you have there. 
But what I will say is, and this is my prediction, and I'd love to grab this soundbite in, in a year's time and go back and play it again, because here is my prediction. Look at our free agents that we need to try to bring back, right? I'm going to name the, the sort of bigger ones, and then I'm going to name the ones that, yeah, they kind of need to be brought back. TJ Lang, Jared Cook, Dayton Jones, Brett Good needs to be brought back. Eddie Lacy looks like they're going to re-sign him. Um, Micah Hyde, they're probably signed. Joe Thomas, potentially. Jacob Shum, apparently is a done deal. Um, they might bring back Geronimo Allison on a, on a smaller deal. Then you look at guys like Julius Peppers. They've sort of left the door open. They say that they might bring him back. He's going to be a bit part player. He's not going to get paid the money that he should get paid. Well, not should get paid, but you know people are sort of expecting to be paid. He's in his 15, 16 season now. They're not going to pay uh, JC Treader. So there's a lot of people there to sign that are unrestricted free agents. Then if you look at, and here's my prediction. Ted Thompson will stick to what he does and what he knows best. You know, uh, you can't, an old dog won't change his tricks or he can't teach an old dog tricks or an old leopard can't change his spots. All that shite, right? But if you look <laughs> at the likes of how it's set up, I reckon that Ted Thompson is going to move to that senior scouting position that it keeps floating around the news every year. He's going to go to that next year. Elliot Wolf's going to come in. If you look at our free agents, the people that hit free agency next year, you know, we've some big name players that we potentially want to sign, but not a whole lot. I mean, if you look at the likes of, I'm going to name them, Jacob Flores, Lucas Patrick, Max McCaffrey, Herb Waters, Brian Price, Reggie Gilbert, Derek Matthews. You know, and I can name players like that, but the only ones that really stand out are Lane Taylor, Richard Rogers, who might see himself gone if we, if we get a tight end, a good tight end in, in this draft. Devontae Adams and Morgan Burnett. So Adams, Burnett are going to stay. Corey Lindsley, the center, they're going to sign. They might try to keep Dimitri Goodson around. Lane Taylor will definitely stay because you could expect him to be a stalwart. Next year lines itself up better that we have less free agents that are going to hit the market that we really desperately need to keep. And that's the perfect year for Elliot Wolf to come in and have a complete shakeup. And I reckon that some veterans will go and we'll make a splash of one or two signings in free agency. Ted Thompson can wash his hands of it all and say, well, I didn't do it. If that insurance policy doesn't go well, and it's exactly what his father did when he came in. He came into the locker room, looked at all the players dead in the eye. We've had people on the podcast, players on the podcast have said it. And he'll say to them, listen, an awful lot of you dudes are not going to be around next year. And an awful lot of those dudes will go and it'll be a complete shakeup. And I think it'll be after that, if the gamble pays off, that the Packers will go and reach that Super Bowl. And people will say, look, why didn't we do this earlier? But it really only lends itself to do it. Because, Ryan, the year after that, we've Jake Ryan, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, Latroy Guyon, Demarius Randall, Quinton Rollins, all coming for free agency. Ty Montgomery, Jordy Nelson, Brett Hundley, Aaron Ripkowski. It's like I'm reading off the first team sheet here. All of those players go to hit free agency in 2019. So if they're going to make a play and cut some expensive players and try to get some free agents in and make a real push for it, they're going to do it in 2018 but trying not to cock up to 2019. And some of those veteran players, unfortunately, are going to have to walk. But Clay matches himself on a contract now of between 13 and 20 million, which is pretty crazy. But who yeah, do you I think? think that's, a, that's a long way ahead to start to start worrying too much. You know, there's, there's some guys that may not even get to the end of those contracts. Yeah. Um, and there may be some that are reworked before then. Uh, the one that, something I wanted to pick up though, and... When you when you talk about the free agency, just a quick point I want to make. Conversation I had with Andy Davies at the Super Bowl party. Um, we were talking about Corey Lindsley and J.C. Tretter. And J.C. Tretter, as you mentioned, is up for free agency this year. And we both come, kind of came to the agreement that we preferred him to Corey Lindsley at centre. Why is, why is that? I don't know. I just remember <laughs> it. And I can't remember anything else about the conversation, really, because I was hammered. 
Um, but I just remember <laughs> talking about it and saying, you know, JC Tretter's better. Do you know what? JC so Tretter. I, I don't even yeah. know why. I can't even remember why now. But I just know that I had that conversation with Andy whilst drinking and we decided that. Well, like JC Treader came in and he was meant to be the starter. Then he got injured and he got his job taken away. Came in again, got injured again. And he was he was fit to start, but he got injured um, in preseason, I believe. And then Lindsley came in again. But he, he was always commended because his attitude was great. This is a reason why JC Treader, unfortunately, will not be around. He's going to command in the market around $4 million a year. And the Packers are just not going to go for that. They're just not going to pay him. As I said, Lindsley has another two years on his deal. And with, you know, the young development talent coming up like Jason Spriggs and Lucas Patrick and Kyle Murphy, I don't think they have a need for JC Treader, even though himself and Lindsley are pretty much, you know, interchangeable. They've been fantastic when they have come in. But there is some serious interior line dudes coming up in the draft in April. So unfortunately, JC Treader for a second string guy who can definitely make a first string guy somewhere else. Unfortunately for you and Andy, I think he's gone. But along the free agents of what you mentioned, Ryan, and I'm interested to see, who did you pick out that you think that the Packers, you'd be excited for them going for? And do you think that they're any, are they realistic? Um, let's not worry about realistic. I mean, that's not what we have to talk <laughs> about, is it? I mean, nah. if we were being realistic, it'll be very dull. Um, yeah. But no, on a serious note, um, the couple, Donta Hightower is a guy I've got from the Patriots, right? Yeah. Now, and 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 I know everybody's going. Oh, come on, man. come on, Jesus! We're the, we're the Packers. We're not paying that guy. He's probably the leader at his free position in free agency. Absolutely. I'm just saying, he's the kind of guy if we wanted to make a massive difference uh, at, at the backer position. Is that this guy would be fantastic. The reason I don't think it would be happening is one, he'll command a lot of money. You're probably looking around about 10 million a year, I would mm. guess. Yeah. And the other thing I don't think it'll happen is because nobody's talking about it, and. Uh, so there seems to be literally no noise on that one. But that's the kind of guy, you know, if you were going to go out and make that unpackers like Big Splash, that'd be the kind of guy I'd love to bring in. Mm. Um, but another one I've got, and it's a guy that is uh, probably probably a name that would divide opinion, I guess, uh, and that's Darrell Revis. And I kind of was thinking to myself with this one, player with a proven pedigree, okay? A player that has essentially had a bit of a terrible bit of a terrible time of it last year in new in new york because of the fact that that team was really quite quite bad yeah. um but not only that could he be could he be kind of the veteran presence we need um a bit like when we brought in charles woodson um you know woodson's career was sort of doing nothing we brought him in um he then gets his super bowl even returns to the raiders after that and does some crazy stuff out there mm. you know could we bring Revis in? Now, I know he's 31 at the minute. it would be 32 in July, therefore, obviously, 32 for the start of the next season. So maybe starting to, to get on a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, great experience, a great career, somebody that could really teach the young guys, um, someone that's just got a great pedigree to bring into that position. And we've got a lot of young guys in that secondary that could really, really do with having somebody like that on the roster. And he's somebody that can still contribute to that team. So they're my two guys. Like, Hightower, absolutely. They thought he was going to get the franchise tag in New England, and he didn't, and they were pretty shocked by it. But, you know, Darrell Rivas. Darrell Rivas was almost my Clown of the Week nomination. I mean, the fact all these charges being brought against him, the fact that he had such an awful um, season last season, he's really fallen off a cliff. He turns 32, I think, this year. 
you know, yeah, he's an yeah. old dude. And as well as that, um, from listening to other podcasts, he got paid an absolute stinking amount of money. And effectively, whoever would pick up the option on him would be stung for at least six million, I think. I think it was six million, they said. So again, probably a luxury that we can't take. And he was directly blamed for an awful, like I think there was a 99-yard touchdown last season that was just on him, you know, showing the wrong side to the receiver, which is complete rookie stuff. And the Revis Island, you know, and it's a bit weird. He's kind of tainted his legacy. For him, I think he'll want to land on another team uh, to show that, you know, he, he won't can still want to finish do it. on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because let's face it, he he's more than likely, if not definitely, a first, you know, ballot Hall of Famer. Um, because he he was uh, Revis Island was a phrase, and he even I think he got put into his contract that he would be the highest paid corner on the team, no matter who came in. So that that's the type of caliber that this guy commanded. Uh, high terror interest in Revis, definitely a clown of the week. And depending on what happens with uh, you know this whole charges thing whether he'll be behind bars or not, who knows? Who knows? It's just an interesting one, just something I was thinking of that could really probably help the team in a number of different ways. That was all. This is it's simply a conversation. The only other one that I really wanted to focus on of our own free agents um, was probably like the Jared Cook one. Yeah. Uh, and that seems strange because we spoke about him before, haven't we? Oh, game and, you know, We kind of thought he'd be a guy that we'd have snapped up. Now, Jason Cole off of Bleacher Report, and I think on Twitter his handle is uh, at Jason Cole BR. Um, he reported that the Packers and Cook um, have been talking, mm. um, but there's not been much progress being made. Uh, and he actually, and it's funny because you used the word just just moments ago describing the Packers. He said the Packers are being frugal. Uh, so I don't know that that's strange though because I thought that'd be a guy. You know, we essentially gave him a one-year prove-it deal. He proved it. Yeah. So. We Kind of pay the man. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, that sideline catch was one of the most important catches in Green Bay Packer history, I'd even say. You know, with just with the talent level of it as well, it's one of the most memorable. And it's something that, you know, people out there naming their sons, there might be a whole lot more of Jared's around or maybe even Cook. But the thing that we all have to remember here as well is, is that the legal tamping per- tampering period is still going on. They can talk, but when it comes to contract terms, that begins on Tuesday with the new league year kicking off on Thursday and again that's due to that same writer so I, I would I definitely think that Jared Cook they'll bridge that gap fairly quickly when it comes to the start of free agency I think there's some players that they see as priority um, and Jared Cook is definitely one of them and apparently the deal with Jake Shum is tied up as well now not something that people see as, as sexy when they talk about a punter uh, but they uh, said it is you, sexy but have you seen Shum in fairness I, I mean, was going to say yeah. Oh, yeah hashtag go on hashtag what Hashtag strum for Shum. Yep, so in his first year <laughs> uh, with the Packers, Shum did pretty well. So he averaged 43.2 gross yards um, on 56 attempts. Now, that's kind of middle of the road. It's not something to write home about. But what's more prevalent, which is exactly why Mortel hung around um, in camp last year, was because the new if thing, the new in thing, is punting directionally. So it's making sure that you land that ball inside the 20 and he was really consistent with doing that for the whole season. And there was only four games all season that he had an average kick of under 40 yards, which is compared to four uh, out of the 50 or more. So, you know, he did really, really well last year. They're going to give him a nice deal, keep him around. So at least that's one thing that we're not going to have to write home about uh, this season. 
Another one that's coming out on the combine, just to get away from free agents at the moment, uh, Ryan, is someone that you were looking into as well. And again, we all know his brother because he was absolute dynamite. He's been plagued with injuries, but that's because he got, you know, double, triple, quadruple teams when he's actually playing, which was JJ Watt, is TJ Watt. There's a lot of buzz about the Packers taking him. Is this something you subscribe to? Have you seen much of him in the combine? Is this guy the real deal? Yeah, I mean, I do watch quite a bit of the combine. I'll be honest, it can be quite repetitive and boring, obviously, at times. Um, but I tend to focus in on the Wisconsin guys, okay? So TJ Watt's a guy that not only have we watched in the in the combine, but look, we've been lucky enough to actually witness play at Camp Randall Stadium, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and I think he'll be a really great player. My My worry is... Will it be a reach for us to take him with our first round pick? You know, if, we, if we're going to take so I think he's good. And I think if, if he comes on the Packers, I think he'd be a really good player for us for, for a number of years. But I kind of wonder if we're just in the wrong spot. Um, with our pick, is it is it too high? Is it is it going to be a bit of a reach to take him and a bit of a risk? Yeah. Um, and of course, by our second round pick, it's going to be way too late. He's going to have gone. I kind of see him going, if I'm honest, at the top of the second round. Um, so unless we're really, really super confident in what he can do and we take him, and probably as well we deem it our biggest need because I think they'll probably it's, – it's hard to tell, isn't it? I think generally the, the Packers go for the best player available. Yeah. Um, but when you have as many precise needs as we have, you wonder if they'll change the way in which they're going to do things. So – I don't know if you if if I don't know I don't know if it works out for the Packers. I think unless you're going to see Ted Thompson start trading some picks and moving about the board, I just don't know if it doesn't quite sit right. But I mean, he's going to be a great player for somebody. Um, hopefully, that seems the Packers. Yeah, and I think the specula- speculation as well, Rhino, is the fact that he has met with the Packers. You know, he, he's met with the Dallas Cowboys, the Steelers, and also the Packers. So I think the fact that there's now again. Uh, all these teams are going to meet with a hell of a lot of players but as you say he is in need for us at outside linebacker he's six foot five 243 pounds and just as you said that buzz is heightened because he's a wisconsin player um you know he bench pressed 225 21 times he's a strong dude to say that i mean this guy's a converted tight end you know and he's had 63 tackles 15 and a half for losses and 11 and a half sacks last season alone uh, with two forced fumbles He's returned an interception for a touchdown. He's got some nice measurables there, but as you said, it's exactly right. I mean, where he falls in the draft, will he be picked up already? Is it a stretch to go from in the first round, you know, when we need cornerbacks, let's face it. So it'll be interesting to see, do the Packers trust the fact that because Randall and Rollins got injured last year, are they actually better than what they played like? Uh, you know, do they bring in someone like what you were saying? Do they bring in a free agent and shock me and, and make me look like the clown? Um, and go for someone like Devon House or someone even better. Um, so, who knows? But it, it, he's definitely a great player, and the buzz is there because of JJ. And if that's the type of caliber that he has in the family, well, then it's time to get excited about it. But I'll tell you what, let's just touch on a few of the free agents, I think, Ryan, and then we'll call it a day. We'll get to our Fan of the Week segment. And again, if anybody wants to come on as Fan of the Week, and we do have some people lined up and in the mix, send us an email, and uh, we'll hopefully get you on. Now, we talked about this uh, free agency stuff, you know, last time around. But TJ Lang, again, was brought up uh, in the pressers for for Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson. And this is something that, again, Ted Thompson came out and said, or, or Mike McCarthy came out, sorry, and said, 
He's as fine as an offensive lineman that I've had the opportunity to coach in 20 years in this league. Now, was that a stupid thing to come out with, Ryan? Because he's after admitting the fact that this guy is super high caliber and that they don't want to let him go. Do you think that his asking price of around $8 million is too high? And is this something that now with that comment, is he tacked on to be back as a Green Bay Packer for sure once free agency opens up? Do we get him signed up within the first week? Wow, that's, uh, that's one hell of an ask. I don't know. Um, I don't think so, to be honest. No? No. Um, you know, want him back, absolutely. But I just get the feeling he's going to get a better offer somewhere else. Yeah, and he did come out, didn't he, and say, look, I'm going to see what other teams are going to offer me. And the market out there, and we have our friends at our heads abroad, Kansas City Chiefs paid their guard, Tardif. They paid him a five-year deal. It was $41.25 million with 20 mil of that guaranteed. He's about, I think he's two or three years younger than Lang. So that sort of sets mm-hmm. the stage here. He's getting about $8.25 million per year. And that's exactly, that's the base point that Lang's going to be looking for. And on top yeah. of that, I mean, on the O-line, we're spending a lot of money there. Just before week one in 2016, we gave massive contracts to David Bakhtiari, um, which the Packers said they were going to do. They were going to prioritize the younger guys. He got $51 million over four years. And Bulaga got $8 million for the next couple of seasons a year. So, And then the fact that Corey Lindsley and Lane Taylor come up as free agents in two years' time, you know, they might prioritize the younger guys. Now, again, they're saying he's, he's 29, he's going to be 30 in September. Is that too old? And apparently that was the debt knell for the likes of Josh Sitton. They said that he got on and they'd rather cut them now and deal with the consequences. But Jesus, if you're saying someone's the best dude that you've trained in 20 years being in the league, especially with McCarthy's pedigree, you know, that's that's pretty shocking. It seems mad, doesn't it? And it seems unless you are, I mean, it turns out, unknown to all of us last year when Sitton went and they said, you know, Lane Taylor's coming in. We all sort of looked at each other and went, Lane Taylor, okay, don't, haven't really heard a great deal. Don't know. This seems odd. And he came in and actually did a brilliant job. And we didn't, nobody really mentioned Josh Sitton all, all season. Yeah. Apart from when talking about how well Lane Taylor had come in and just filled that gap seamlessly, you know? So I guess it depends how much they know about the other players on the roster. I mean, Barkley is not that same guy, same situation. So we have to see what's going to happen, don't we? But yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting. Yeah, and there's another one that comes up that I'd like your thoughts on because I think you said earlier there that you like him, Micah Hyde. I yeah, you know, does he get brought back? Does he not get brought back? This is a guy they they call him a utility back, and I think Golden Tate came out and said, I think it was Golden Tate. It was before the Lions game. Someone came out and said, "Oh, he's a jack of all trades," you know, and because he plays everywhere, he's you know, he plays the safety, and then he goes into they drop him into the slot, then they either play him as a nickel or dime. And then he was even in the outside cornerback spot. Uh, they lined him up. I, th- I think they lined him up as a linebacker a few times. So this guy can play everywhere. Did they sign him up, Ryan, or did they just let him go? Is there much of a market for Micah Hyde? I mean, because there's no real player like him. You know, you can usually compare it to somebody, but they even asked Micah Hyde. His agent said to him, you know, right, we're going to go out there. We're going to try to get a deal. It, it bodes well for us that we can compare you to another player to benchmark you. And at least then they know what to pay you. And I said to him, you know, who do you think you compare against? And he said, I don't think I compare to anybody. You know, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? And do you think that the Packers value him as that utility player? I think they have to value him because he can fill a number of different positions, do a number of different jobs. Um, I don't think he'd be a massively expensive player either. Um, And, 
you know, yeah, there'll be there'll be teams who'd, who'd offer something for him and bring him in, but he's probably best uh, to stay in Green Bay, take the money they offer him, and still be on a contending team. Yeah, and and we all know that the NFL is what have you done for me lately, and he had an absolute stellar performances down the stretch. You know, he intercepted four yeah. passes in in seven games, uh, including the playoffs. One of them was the game clincher at Detroit, and the other one uh, was in the division round playoffs against the Cowboys. You know, like he's durable as well. So like he played a thousand snaps last season, and although he got injured in the championship game with that shoulder. You know, he's played in every single game except one in his entire pro career. So this is a guy who's durable. And that's something that really stands out for the Packers. Because let's face it, we get decimated with injuries. You know, it used to be the O-line and now it seems to be the defensive secondary. So maybe someone that they can bring back. But again, it depends on what his asking price is. But that's exactly my point with that clown of the week dig. Is that, you know, look, it all comes down to the fact that can they sign up their free agents? Is he on that list? How expensive is he going to be? And I reckon they'll prioritize him. Um, over everybody else so any parting thoughts then Rhino before we get into our fan of the week no <laughs> mic drop right no, uh, no I don't know it, let's let's just see There's, it's very hard to predict anything at this stage let's I don't know let's just see what happens it's going to be good fun and certainly in the next couple of weeks there'll be plenty for us to talk about because we'll stop having well hopefully we'll stop being just full of questions and we'll start to get some answers, yeah. um, which would be nice. So I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. If you guys haven't been watching the combine, you know, get on, get on NFL.com because there's plenty of highlights on there. And uh, some, some of the stuff's good. And especially if you see like the leaders, it, it's good to get in there and understand some of the things behind the scene. The only thing I would say on the combine is, you know, just because you're, let's say the fastest player in the combine doesn't necessarily mean you'll be, an effective player in the NFL just because you're the strongest player or just because, you know, you did the highest broad drum doesn't necessarily translate to get game savvy and, and actually being able to play in the NFL. So just because maybe there's a name in there, um, like, like for example, the two running backs uh, from Wisconsin didn't have particularly quick times in their 40. Does that mean they're going to be bad players in the NFL? No, not necessarily. Um, if they had had quick times, does it mean they're going to be a great player? No, because there's there's so much to come into it, and a lot of it is IQ and you know and game smarts and all the rest of it. So watch it; it's interesting. See who the names are, because then when it gets around to draft time, you're going to recognise some of those names. Don't put too much stock in it. Let let me ask you, Steve. Well, what 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 do you reckon our market value is right now as podcasters? Would you pick us up in for, uh, you know would we be a draft pick or free agency guys or? You know, street free agents or just on the on the crap heap? <laughs> Hopefully not on the crap heap. I don't know. I think the fact that we're foreigners, that we come in as like that dude who got signed by the Vikings and never got saw, seen again from Germany. Uh, Moritz Bowringer. Bowringer, yeah. Are we either like the Bowringer? We're like that nice little novelty story. And then like all of a that. sudden we just fall into kind of the abyss of nothingness. Hopefully not. Hopefully we're heavy players. We should be heavy <laughs> players. But we've got an interesting one. So coming up, we have our fan of the week. So everyone will remember, well, hopefully you do, um, you, you know, you don't have problems, is that last week, our clown of the week was a dude that we can, re- we can you know, reveal his name now, was, a, was an Asian hipster called Wu Chang. So it turned out that when we trashed Wu Chang, 
Wu Chang is not Wu Chang at all. Wu Chang is a guy called Michael Ward who lives in Arizona and he has an unbelievable history with the Packers. So we were trashing this guy in fairness thinking that it was just a spam account that we'd never heard of before and that he would never listen to the podcast because he is a spam account that we've never heard of before. So it turned out that he does. He's a regular listener to the podcast. He's an absolute hilarious guy. He receives one of the best emails that we've ever received the UK Packers. Um, and if you want to hit us up in the email, it is now info at ukpackers.co.uk. And it's great. So without further ado, let's get to the fan of the week. Right, that this is an interesting one. All right, because we had Clown of the Week last week, as you remember. It was just complete, and let me put this in quotes here, some tool bag, okay? Who came in and start demanding numbers. He started telling me to Google stuff. And we just assumed he was... Because look, we do competitions, right? And what we do is, is we put out like retweet to win. And we get about 27,000 porn accounts, uh, competition retweeters. And then they just all unfollow and they realize I haven't won something. So we thought this complete clown was an actual clown but it turns out we got an email from the clown and he just happens to now be our fan of the week on the line we have michael ward former clown of the week turned fan of the week this is a first this is a first mick how are you doing oh i'm doing great i love it i heard i was listening to my you guys take the piss out of me as i was driving to work last week (laughs) and i'm thinking shit okay here this is good clown of the week great this is awesome and then i go Oh shit, it's me. I'm the freaking clown of the week. What the hell? Right. So let, let's premise this whole thing, right? So your name's Michael Ward, but you've got you told me in the email. That was the longest email ever. Okay. I don't know. You must have dictation because there's no way you wrote that shit without getting really sore thumbs, right? Uh, this was great crack because I thought you were a complete tool. Because what in fairness, right? Let me premise this. Because, as you said yourself, with 140 characters, because um, this this is not us rolling back. You could still be a clown. <laughs> you could still be a tool bag. No, hold on. So from your email, your email was great. It's one of the best emails that we've ever got. And like I said to you sort of before we come on the call, Mick, we don't trash fans. It's not what we do. It, it, look, as a fan group, we're not going to get very far if we do that. We honestly thought that you were just some... 10 year old from because are we allowed do you want us to reveal what your actual twitter handle is or are we leaving that as a secret no that's good it's wu chang right <laughs> wu chang i mean <laughs> it just and there was this asian hipster in the profile photo and it was just and then i don't know i just assumed that the language was broken <laughs> when you were tweeting and i was like the guy obviously doesn't have very good english we'd never saw wu chang before he wasn't a big listener to the podcast the last we heard but it turned out to be yourself so you were Wu Chang, you're actually Michael Ward, and you told us some of your history, Mick. Can you give the listeners, can you bring us back to the Irish famine here and tell us your insanely fantastic history and how you came about to be a Packers fan? And you, this is probably going to take you 10 minutes, but Jesus, we all want to hear it. Well, I'll try to keep it short. So basically Ward, right? Family, hmm. uh, Irish. Um, and my dad was born in Green Bay in 1923. Yeah. And... Uh, it turned out he was a pretty good basketball player and uh, youngest of four boys in Green Bay. And he got a basketball scholarship to Northwestern, which is just outside of Chicago, yeah. and uh, Notre Dame, which is a good Irish. Well, no, it's actually French. Hell, 
screw me. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, yeah, not sure. I'm fighting Irish. No, no, that's that's but right. It's the, it's, it's the fighting Irish, but it's actually a, a French name, right? Notre Dame. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so he, my my dad was a train guy, just like you were saying. Uh, Irish guys work in the train. So my dad, my father's dad, his grandfather was a, a train operator up in uh, Green Bay. So, anyways, my my father meets my mother in Chicago. Uh, in, in the late 40s, 1940s, and starts a family in Chicago. But, you know, he, so I grew up, it's called growing up behind enemy lines. So I grew up in the Chicago area, Bear fans everywhere, 10 million people in Chicago or whatever. It's a huge city. And, I, I, you know, so I'm used to getting the piss taken out of me, believe me. So... <laughs> So, so, uh, then I, I did a little research on the family and I, I met a few Europeans and they, they can't stand Americans who, you know, they research their ancestry and say, Oh yeah, my great grandfather came from Norway and all this shit. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but I, I, apparently there's some guy named Moses Ward. I, I go, what the hell? Moses Ward, like what Irishman would call himself, you know, Moses. I mean, I don't know. Was there a time period in the early 1800s anyway, <laughs> you know so, i would say no i don't we're very religious like for instance uh you know for for communion and confirmation over here you know you have to take a middle name and you know the whole catholic religion thing and my dad's middle name is tarsicius you know they had to make him take his saint's name and i mean that's as bad as mary that's as bad as christine michael you know Kristen michael over here but he has a lady's name but anyway i don't mean to digress moses would be a weird one for an irishman but i'm believing you so far so uh come yeah, on so, keep well, redeeming I mean, yourself <laughs> I got, moses came over in 1848 i don't know if he was just a joker because maybe he finally got to new york or wherever the hell he came came ashore and they go what's your name and he probably just says Hell, I just parted the ocean, man. The Red <laughs> I was Sea. Gonna, I was going to say. Moses. You know, I don't know. What the hell? You know? New beginnings. So, so these Irish guys getting some new beginnings in the U.S. Anyway, um, I'm not 100% Irish, but I appreciate the little bit that I am. And uh, So anyway, I love the Packers. So the reason I got connected with the U.K. Packers is uh, that I watch almost anything about the Packers and I watch Packers.com. I watch the videos and that great series called Packers life, which, which, which you guys were part of, right. Which also got me in trouble when I was, you know, smack talking back to Steven when I was smart, you know, smack talking you back saying, well, 99% of your members are going to be Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is going not know where the UK Packers. God damn it. Wu Chang. I, I knew you were UK, but I mean, there. I mean, there's like 10 million Packer fans, mm. yeah. and if you really love the Packers, you're going to listen to anything about the Packers. And yeah. that, and and I actually love hearing you and Ryan. I'll give Ryan some positive feedback. You know, even even though I think he sounds like Ricky Gervais, or he's trying to something. Right. The cheaper version, and, uh, I think, was the quote. <laughs> uh, that might have come out of my mouth and not yours, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> So I don't even know where Ricky Gervais, what part of the UK he's from. And, and well, how in the hell did Ryan get over to Ireland? Where, where is he from? Uh, Ryan's from Leighton Buzzard, so it's just outside London. And most of the stuff is me actually heading the opposite way. So I head over to the UK. That's where all of our lovely fans are. But we do have a lot of paddies and a few paddies actually come over for our last meet. Uh, so again, if anyone's listening, you don't have to go as far as Moses to get across the sea, part notions, <laughs> have your family getting wiped out going over from the potato famine. You can just uh, get a Ryanair flight for about 20 euro. So it's not too bad. 
But yeah, so but Mick, you're not living in Chicago now, am I right? I mean, you even went further afield again. What happened? Yeah, I'm down in the desert in Arizona, where the Arizona Cardinals are. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, this this is the thing about Packer fans, and and I appreciate the you know you Stephen and uh, UK Packer fans is I don't know hell you might even be closer to Green Bay now than I am <laughs> yeah. in, in Arizona. <laughs> right. But that's the, so, that's interesting, Mick, because we do get a look. We get shit talked sometimes by some Americans who'll say. What do you know? You don't know anything, yada, yada. But it's sort of, when you look at that distance, so you're further away from the Packers now and you're still a Packers fan. And what about your sons now? Are they old enough to appreciate the Pack? Yeah, so the, I raise the kids, you know, not it's not a hard thing to do because I just love to watch the Packers and they're like, what the hell is dad doing while he's watching the Packers? <laughs> Why is he so angry during the 80s? Um, so, so my youngest one uh, was funny because... The, you know, I don't know whether it's whether you're watching Premier League football or something and you're eight years old or whatever, or whether it's the Green Bay Packers. Mm. If you get attached to the team emotionally and if your team loses, you get pissed off. Right. So my my eight year old son at the time was like slamming a door. I think we lost to Seattle or something in a playoff game. And and the thing about following a football team or any sport is you got to get you sort of mature over the years, you know, and, and so he slammed the door big time against Seattle about 10 years ago. And now, now against Atlanta, when we got beat, no, he didn't slam the door. Of course he's 17. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, so that, that's some, that's some maturity, some growth in the young lad. <laughs> Good. You're, you're raising them well, Mick. But come here to me. What I want to talk as well is, so you're down in the desert. Do you get to go to Lambeau often? When was the last time you were? Do you have any memorable moments from, from watching Packers games live? Well, my my memorable moments are actually 1983 in Soldier Field in Chicago. It was a really cold game, mm. uh, Green Bay and the Chicago Bears. And Green Bay went ahead in uh, like four minutes left in the game. Lynn Dickey was quarterback, Paul Coffin tight end, running down the field, go-ahead touchdown. I'm celebrating in the Chicago Bears <laughs> stadium. Like nobody, everybody hates me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then the stinking bears come back and kick a winning field goal. And I just, you know, I got so much abuse for that, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I think the last time I was in Lambeau for a game was when my dad probably took me in, I don't know, must've been the seventies and against the Vikings. It, it's just good. But you know, I'm a, I, I've never, it's a weird thing. And I, maybe for UK Packer fans, take some solace in, just be proud of the team. You don't have mm. to live in Wisconsin. You don't have to um, spend a lot of time in Green Bay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a relationship thing. And you know, I listened to you got. It's a different vocabulary. So one of the things you said, Stephen, one time was, you know, you meet some life-changing people. Is that how you said yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just life-changing people. Yeah, once in a lifetime. And and so I, I think the Packers fan base can have some really great people in it and it's different than maybe some other teams. And, uh, you know, of course the bear fans will argue with what the hell. Yeah, no, but that's what we found, Michael. I mean, we went over to Wisconsin and we interact with an unbelievable amount of people online and we don't usually come across, you know, the freaks, the weirdos. Um, they're always very well-rounded. They're always very nice people. And especially in Ireland, I mean, people are always commenting that the Irish are friendly people, that they invite you in and, and all that sort of stuff. That's kind of what we get from the, the Green Bay 
uh, fan base is that and I don't know if this is because we hear that when you get down to like a Cowboys game or any other type of game there is a really hostile atmosphere some of the games are actually deemed to be unsafe and um, I think the, <laughs> I think the Cowboys game is unsafe Bears you would imagine would be unsafe but apparently there is a bit of a dodge atmosphere um, what's your experience down in Arizona do you, do you actually go to any Cardinals games or do you go to any other NFL games to see the different types of fan bases well, I, you know, first a couple of things about me is like, I'm just like cheap. <laughs> so, <I laughs> yeah, you're Irish, all right. There it is. That's, that's good old Moses blood in you. I'm not going to spend money on it. Like they, they, there were some beautiful opportunities to watch Packer playoff games here in Arizona. And I'm like, that I ain't paying that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what's beautiful about the Packers, I met, um, uh, they have these parties like the night before the game. Yeah. And so like, uh, I don't know if you if you're in contact with Mike Spofford. Oh yeah, from, he's been on the podcast a few times. Yeah. So so Spofford, he's probably a real Wisconsin guy. But so my, so my son and I, my I have another older son. He's 24. Yeah. So we we're drinking beers with Spofford or at the the place, and we say my son tells Spofford, "You got the best job in the world." Yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah. Did he agree? <laughs> so, but I, you see, I think sometimes people don't realize. And they take it for granted. So I think sometimes Spofford was kind of put off. He was kind of like, well, how do I react to that? Because, I mean, if you grow up in Green Bay, like maybe Spofford did or Wisconsin, it's a job mm-hmm. to him. And he's and, and I like I like Mike. I love him. You know, OK, yeah. but all of us, we need as we grow older, we got to appreciate a lot. of we, we don't always appreciate the great little things in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so Spofford was there um, and. uh I catch him. What was that? Vic? Oh, Vic, Vic was pretty him, hot man. a couple years ago. And, uh, so it was just fun to hang out with the Packer crowd. So we went, they do, they do these away game events. So I, I did want to mention to, to you, um, as hopefully you guys are going to be really successful and, uh, I want the UK Packers, I want you to be really successful and go just keep going. Yeah. And, uh, eventually I know you love to go to Lambeau, but what would be awesome is I think the, especially the Irish guys, if you could go to Boston to see a Patriots game yeah, that'd be unreal. and and hang out in Boston and, you know, there's a little big Irish contingency there in Boston for you. Yeah. But even Chicago as well, there's a massive uh, Irish contingency, as you know, yourself in Chicago. So that'd be kind of a cool game as well. I think, you know what, as we get bigger and bigger, uh, Mick, I think what it's going to be is that we, we just keep taking people to the to Mecca. You know what I mean? We keep taking them to, to Bethlehem. We march on into Lambo and we bring them in. And it's magical still for us now to go there. So to go to an away game is definitely something that the lads who've been like six or seven times want to do. But you're dead right. It'd be good to catch up with some of the paddies. But look, you're a great guy. I would love to have you on again. You've got a real radio voice. Has anyone ever told you that? Are you in the line of business it's, that people say you've got a good radio voice, Mick? I've heard that before. It's that dulcet tones thing. Right? Oh, yeah. No, but it's <laughs> it's great to have you on. And as well as that, um, I think what we have to do is we have to reveal to people what membership number that we gave Wu Chang. <laughs> 007. 007. Give me double. Give me 007. So you got 007 anyway. You who are you? Uh, so it was, it was great to have you on, Mick. You're probably going to be the only person who's going to go from clown of the week to fan of the week because I don't think Skip Bayless is going to be on the on the call anytime soon. Um, but look, we we're glad you listened to the podcast. We're glad to have you along for the ride. Uh, your name will be immortalized forever. Now, do you want it to be Michael Ward or Wu Chang when we put it on the membership chart? No, Michael Ward. Michael Mick. Ward. Do the Mick. Mick. I like the but, Mick. But uh, Mick, it was great talking to you. I hope I've given you a new name and we're going to get your name, Mick Ward, up onto the L membership charter. Buddy, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. You're a great dude. Okay. Thank you.
So as you heard, uh, not an Asian hipster, uh, kind of like a throwback to the paddy. His great, his grandfather's name was Moses, which uh, is not a popular name in Ireland, by the way. Final I thing think, that we um, want to... I think you need to explain to the listeners, though, why, why you kicked me out of the podcast on that one. You know, because it's, it's like back to the days of when Greg Jennings rocks up and just takes my seat in the studio here. <laughs> you know, I just... So. Right. You look thirsty. You were drinking some pretty expensive looking Czech beer. You gave me the nod, and I was like, off you go, pal. And off you went. Did you get that second beer? She nice yeah. and cool. So basically, basically, what happened was, Steve said, I'll tell you what, before we start this, mate, just go and grab a couple of beers. And so I've gone <laughs> to do that. I've come back, and he's like, yeah, we're all done, mate. But, you know, <laughs> cheers for my cold one. So I've handed him his beer, and he's just mugged me off. Well, look, we, look time waits for no man. Neither does fan of the week. If you want to be fan of the week, just email info at ukparkers.co.uk. It's a sexy new company email address. And as well as that, we're sending out membership numbers. And let's just get this straight to all the people that want us to be impersonal here. So we have we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of membership requests. What is it? You get a unique membership number that's just yours. So if you're number 200, that's your number forever as a UK Packers official member. Yes, we're making the membership official. Two things that we didn't see happen on one was that everyone had scrambled to get one to 99 and all the people after 99, some, for some reason, are kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's, I got 230. It's not great, but I suppose it'll do. You are not number 230 as in importance to us. Whoever didn't apply just, you know, didn't get a number. And then we picked out some people that have been around for years that we gave kind of a top number two. Because we've had people who followed us for years that just either never heard about it, never got around to applying, and when they did, they got number 430. Okay, that's just how it works. So it doesn't mean that if you got 133 that we don't think a whole lot of you. Um, of course we do. We love every one of our fans. And to prove it, what we're doing is, is we're going to the effort not to mail merge and send out the list, not to just upload the list onto a web page. Myself and Ryan are going into your email address, getting it and sending you out an email with your name and your number to make it personal because we really want to let you know not to get soppy and oscar worthy about it is that say, every can, we have some, can we have some violin music just kicking about right now? i know yeah i love you we want to know that we love each and every one of you and that we're going to send out that number individually because you're important to us is the point and that we're not just going to upload it to a web page we're not just going to send you the mail merge it's going to piss off and, and do the name wrong we're going to individually go through them all we're up to 449 I did. Yeah. I did actually do somebody's name wrong. <laughs> did you? <laughs> so yeah, I saw. I saw a tweet coming earlier from the Zach. Yeah, Zach, Zach Cultus, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say it right now because I've already spelled his name wrong, yeah. and uh, I spelled Zach. How did I spell it? Z A C H. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think his name is Z A C K. So he said, you know, cheers for my number, guys, but you spelled my name wrong. So obviously, what I didn't do was fess up to it on Twitter. So, you know, yeah. don't tell anybody, but it, it was me, Steve, to be fair. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I sent that number up. So, um, yeah, I messaged him back saying that our complaints department are looking into it. <laughs> yeah, decent. But in fairness to you, Zachary is surely the, the full name of that. So I don't know whether Zach is just, you know, trying to be too cool for school here with the whole CK thing. But CH will be sort for Zachary. It's, 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 the, uh, it's the American English spelling, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like Jackson with an X. So what we're saying is, yeah, I spelled it wrong, but it's not my fault. Yeah, but of course the right? service department will send you out nothing. So get in, get your membership number, just email, just go onto the website if you're looking to get a number 
and as well you're going to be past number 500 now at this stage and we're sending out another raft of them we thought we'd get them all done by now but then we went on and saw there was another few hundred sitting in the inbox so i think we're up as far as if you applied for a membership number um before the 3rd of march you should have it by now if you don't just click on and apply again apologies for that um and or maybe you didn't do it right all right maybe it's your fault but i think that's it for now we look these off-season podcasts are going on for ages the fact we just want we not waffle on but we just have so much to talk about that we sort of get well over here but that's the thing we we end up going we've got nothing to talk about and then we end up spending more than an hour talking about nothing (laughs) that's That's how good we are that's how good we are that's slanderous slanderous i think yeah well why not why not so thanks everybody for joining us um you're gonna jump what are you saying right now i was gonna just jump in i reckon at some point in this off season there literally will be nothing to talk about there will be a genuinely quiet week and i reckon Mm. we should do a podcast where we just open it up to questions that have nothing to do with football and just get our opinions on anything yeah 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 absolutely yeah like that uh that chick's eyebrows what's her name What's that girl's name? Cara Delevingne? Delevingne? Is that her name? Cara Delevingne. Yeah, stupid eyebrows. Crazy eyebrows, yeah. Yeah. She's like on posters and stuff and she looks nice and then you look at them eyebrows and just go, you know, somebody, somebody, why is somebody close to her not telling her? Yeah, it's like that dude with the unibrow who plays NBA basketball. I don't Uh, follow NBA at all. Or Anthony Davis, isn't it, of the Pelicans? What do they call him? The brow or or something like that? Yeah, the brow. Yeah, like just get a tweezers to do it. Like that's his trademark now. I know, that's the problem now. He sleeps with models with that bro. That happens. While we've touched on basketball, you got a basketball team, bro. No. I used to do Chicago Bulls because when I went to Spain, they just had loads of Chicago Bulls stuff that I used to buy. Apart from that. That's as good a reason as any. Anyway, fair enough. (laughs) I'll tell you what, we leave uh, what your basketball choice is because I'm sure you you have the physique and the build of a man who certainly has at least five cut off basketball vests in your in your thing let me read that it looks like a, a a tuning fork a tuning fork yes it does but it's a spur it's a san oh. antonio spurs logo i can't believe you t- what are they now the san antonio tuning forks <laughs> that's a terrible team name i yeah. think on that yeah on that we just wrap this one up hold on but it still sounds good what 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 anyway uh from at steedy nfl on twitter give me a follow follow the group at uk packers and of course me old buddy at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye for this week. Good day.